Hey everybody, Josh Sirtson, World Alternative Media here, and I'm joined by Tim Pichot, the Liberty Advisor, and I rarely agree with Jim Cramer. In fact, I wasn't even aware that he was still on television after being wrong for decades, but uh, nonetheless, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day, as this Market Watch article says, a tale told by an idiot, uh, and as it says, it continues, CNBC's Jim Cramer urges investors not to be fooled by new highs in the stock market. Gee, you think? Well, we're going to go into that and much, much more today. Day, but first, make sure to hit that like button, share on social media to get around the shadow banning, join our newsletter at www.imband.com, join us on float.app, BitChute, and Library to get off YouTube. We are leaving by November 5th of 2020. We have no choice. We have to. We, we, we don't ha really have any way around that. They're going to kick us off or we leave and tell you where we're going. So join us on those other alternative platforms as well as check the links below for ways you can um, pledge and, and donate to us because we are completely viewer funded and entirely demonetized monetized by YouTube. You could also find a link below for thelibertyadvisor.com where you could become a client of Tim Pachotes. Anyway, let's get into this article. As I said, a tale told by an idiot. CNBC's Jim Cramer urges investors not to be fooled by new highs in the stock market. Is and he the one telling the tale or is he? <laughs> well, I mean, usually, usually I would do the opposite of whatever Jim Cramer does, but um, he he's not wrong with this and it's because it's blatantly obvious and we'll get into that in a moment. But first, it's says the S&P's new highs are a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing about the hardship of millions of people on food stamps or the millions about to be fired from service jobs or the homeless or the people who are just huddled at home waiting for the vaccine which currently feels a lot like waiting for Godot. And as the article goes into that, CNBC's Jim Cramer summoning his inner Samuel Beckett to talk about the disconnect between equities and the harsh reality of what's going on in the U.S. economy. We've had a magnificent V-shaped recovery in the stock market, but the stock market's not a great reflection of the broader economy anymore, Cramer said. Gee, I think the S&P 500 um, just banged out another record high, as did the Nasdaq Composite. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average still has a ways to go. And I quote, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. No kidding. <laughs> Jim Cramer's certainly not a rocket scientist. Just look, the stocks that have brought us to these levels. They're not the recovery plays. In fact, they're, they're the opposite. They are stocks that tend to do well because of what we call secular considerations. He's talking about digitization, shorthand for cut out the fat, as Kramer sees it. It's not classic recovery stocks, industrials or retail or banks pushing indexes to new highs. Rather, it's the likes of Apple, Amazon, and Microsoft. And I quote, the winners in this market are the companies that are most divorced from the underlying economy, Kramer said on his Mad Money show on Tuesday. The actual economy is in precarious shape, especially now that uh, the government's stimulus package has run out and Congress went home for the summer rather than trying to come up with a replacement. Well, the government's not going to come up with a replacement. And one of the biggest problems in the first place is the Federal Reserve just printing insane amounts of money into the stock market. I mean, it goes without saying when you have stories like this one, as it says, over 1 million Americans filed for jobless benefits this week. It goes without saying that the economy isn't doing very good and that the stock market is in for a rude awakening when it realizes that it's just a bunch of fake money thrown at it um, out of thin air that eventually is going to be liquidized and uh, hurt the public, as it says in this Reuters article. Say goodbye to the shortest bear market is in S&P 
500 history. Tim, let's go into this. You are a certified financial planner and obviously none of what we're saying today is investment advice. It's just our opinions. But with that said, it goes without saying that the stock market is not looking good long term. I mean, I've never seen anything so dramatically, blatantly manipulated in my life. And Jim Cramer, who usually would tell you to buy Bear Stearns right before it crashes or something like that, uh, is actually right for once. And I I mean, I'm as surprised as many of you are. Um, what do you think about what Jim Cramer is saying? Uh, I just want to back up just one second because actually I think long term the stock market probably is a good play from uh, you know because eventually it's probably going to have some hyperbolic rise up when all the money printing goes on. Right, long long term. Yeah, and a, and a long of time rise. And I'm actually frankly shocked that this is the shortest bear market in history. Well, not shocked in in terms of uh, basically shocked that it actually happened. I think is is the greater shock that's here uh, because yeah, February 19th was actually the day I uploaded my Anarcha Boko talk to uh, the interwebs over here on YouTube. And uh, little would I think that, you know, basically that would end up being the high and then that we'd have this, you know, basically, you know, the biggest black swan we've pretty much seen in our entire lifetime happen. And then we see this complete divorce from reality where the stock market made the V-shaped recovery, but the economy didn't. Because what a lot of these, you know, uh, I wanted to call them uh, TV political horrors, but what, they, what these people do on TV is they they are trying to conflate the term stock market and economy not not jim cramer but a lot of people conflate those terms mean the same so that's why when you see you know all these different riots happening and then trump is tweeting out like nasdaq at an all-time high the average person doesn't care if the nasdaq is at an all-time high and why and now we're also seeing stock buybacks coming back into flavor and uh and, and another thing is the money isn't necessarily uh, the fed's money isn't necessarily going directly into the stock market it's actually going directly into the bond market and now those companies can now borrow money for next to nothing which why do we need to have why do we need the federal reserve to buy first off i think uh, uh volvo was like number one or toyota maybe they're tied Daimler, chrysler all three aren't american companies are top three holding federal reserve bond holdings apple i think was fourth or fifth in the list i mean apple has last time i checked like almost 200 billion dollars in cash why does the federal reserve need to help them out uh by buying their bonds which their bonds could already sell for uh you know very low yields to begin with and now they could take that money money and then use it to buy have share buybacks it was just announced just earlier this week that a bunch of major companies are now using that money to buy to buy their shares back, which is insane because a lot of the, not necessarily those companies, but like airlines spent literally over, some of them in some cases over 100% of their free extra cash, what they call free cash flow in the stock market, went to buying back their own stock to the tune of like $50 billion. And then, oh, we need to give them a $50 billion bailout. These people should be taking haircuts. The CEOs of these companies should not be getting enriched. And this is just a massive wealth transfer. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just insane what's going on. And, and, and you could see at this point, I mean, Kramer, the only, I guess, positive uh, uh, short term for the stock market could be the fact that at the end of these rallies, sometimes you see the biggest gains like in Bitcoin, uh, you know, in 2018 or 2017, it could have been in a bubble when it was at 6,000, but it went all the way up to 20 and then, you know, dropped down to like three or something like that. But now it's back up to like 11 or something with the stock market. Who knows? I mean, you could in Germany and early, uh, early 1900s, their currency collapsed. So they had, they had the gold mark, the gold mark collapsed into the Renton mark, then that collapsed into the Reichsmark, and then that collapsed into the Deutschmark. And now if you own a German stock, you'd been much better off earning like owning Mercedes-Benz in 
late 1800s than you would be holding on to the gold market. And in a long enough time horizon, they're going to destroy the currency. They can't. There's three things they can save, the stock market, the bond market, and the dollar. They can really only save two out of those three. And what they're going to do is they're going to probably end up messing up uh, the dollar because they're trying to save the bond market, by which also then in turn sort of you know saves the stock market. I'll say all this in air quotes. But we're in unprecedented times from uh, we've never seen every central bank around the world printing money like this. Every central bank underneath a fiat system. Well, and, and Tim, that's the thing. We have uh, we're we're being met by uh, absolute tragedy worldwide. Millions are going homeless in the United States alone, or at least set to be homeless. Um, you have all these small businesses going out of business, while all these big businesses get propped up, propped up, propped up. But even a lot of the big businesses, like Starbucks, are dealing with a serious amount of debt uh, burden on them. And then they're they're dealing with we're dealing with all these people uh, who are unemployed, who then can't spend money into the market, which then you know that leads to more places closing, and then those employees can't spend money into the market and then the government's printing money and giving it to them or stealing money and giving it to them. I mean, at the end of the day, we're dealing with um, an absolute tragedy and it would make no sense for the stock market to do well uh, in the midst of all of this. There's no, it doesn't make sense for the stock market to do so well when everyone is suffering and everyone is getting knocked out of their, their work and losing their jobs and losing their homes. So, I mean, how do you uh, make sense of that? Yeah, I mean, that just makes sense of it. And the fact that, you know, we're printing all this money. And if you go back to that Germany example, I mean, you had Germany, obviously, was not a great t place to be in in the early 1900s if, you know, World War One, World War Two, uh, hyperinflations. But, you know, their stock market went from about 400 in 1911, 1912. Eventually, you know, by 1920, 21, 22, it was like 22 to 27 million-ish. Uh, and I, I need to just go look it up one of these days because I always quote that. But, you know, the, the point is things are not going great, but the stock market went hyperbolic. The stock market is going hyper Bollock in places like Venezuela. Uh, it doesn't mean it's great. It doesn't mean you're making tons of money if you're in Venezuela. Uh, it just means that now, you know, your carton of eggs costs, you know, 100 times more or 1,000 times more. And that's the eventual scenario we're getting in. But, you know, as we are into these late stages, we know the U.S. keeps getting cockier and cockier and cockier. And they're thinking, okay, well, you know, if, if everyone wants to lend this money and borrow next to nothing, then we can just keep running the printing presses, but then basically we're just giving ourselves more rope to eventually hang ourselves. Epstein didn't hang himself. But, uh, you know, this is... Uh you know, and I guess there's some new survival businesses that are coming up out of this. But you know, outside of outside of that, I mean, it's just it's just this has got to be in, in the fact that Jim Cramer. I mean, Cramer, the best time to buy stocks was always yesterday uh, or right now, and to have him saying that this is a tale told by an idiot, you know, is. Uh, is I think you know, and, and you've got Warren Buffett even buying gold now too. Now it might not be him; it might be one of his portfolio managers. But you can definitely bet that you know, before you spend you know half a billion dollars buying you know Barrick Gold. And I'm just mentioning that because in the news, not making a recommendation to buy it because I am you know under the SEC's uh, tutelage. But uh, you can I I would find it hard to believe that that wasn't run up the totem pole to uh, you know to Uncle Warren to begin with. Uh, but yeah, even even he is now talking about inflation. He thought there would never be massive inflation in his lifetime. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. His lifetime, he's old. So. Yeah, and well, they also said that we wouldn't see interest rates change in 2020. Uh, that's what Powell said. Janet Yellen said we wouldn't see another crash in her lifetime, all that kind of stuff. Ben Bernanke said the economy was great, like days before the crash in 2007. So, I mean, like the point is that we're dealing with either idiots or extremely evil people. Um, you take your pick. I mean, honestly, uh, going forward, I think we are are really moving into an era, uh, era of uh, people trying to sustain themselves individually. 
I mean, first of all, I, I, I do want to point out that obviously, as I said before, Tim is a certified financial planner. So you can check the link below for thelibertyadvisor.com if you want to reach out to him or um, become a client. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of people that are trying, they're buying up survival gear. They're trying to stock up on and, and prep in a lot of ways. So a good example of that is like you you order stuff like Spiz, um, which I'm going to give another shout out to because why not? Um, and also, I mean, there's privacy coins coming up, you know, Monero and a lot of people are getting into. And again, this is ju just what I'm saying. I'm not telling anyone to do anything. But um, obviously, people are getting into things like Monero, like Epic Cash, like other things like that um, in order to kind of back themselves up against. Uh, and inevitable, it's inevitable at this point that we're, we're yeah, ammo It's an, and fishing rods, all those are going out of uh, stock. Um, a good example is also RVs are going out of stock in a bunch of places because people are all moving from big cities to small towns because they know something's wrong and they're trying to do something about it to sustain themselves. But the point is people are moving into a kind of uh, mindset of survivalism, which ends at a, which is how every cycle ends as we go in those circles of good and bad and good times and bad times. Sort of reminds me of that meme where it shows, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it says, you know, people used to make fun of people living in a van down by, by a river. Now it's like a life goal. And I'm not saying it to make fun of, you know, the, the van life because that's, you know, where things are headed, but it's almost out of necessity where it's like, you know, hey, listen, you know, if everything else goes to goes to crap, well then, you know, at least, you know, as long as I've got myself and my van and, um, you know, it can be, have these beautiful views, you don't have to necessarily do the traditional rat race. But, you know, if you are in the traditional rat race and worried about, you know, losing everything that you've worked so hard to protect, that is what we help our clients out with because there's a lot of retirement risks that are out there. I mean, uh, and everyone's going to have different, uh, you know, be in different stages of the game. So this doesn't necessarily apply to everybody, but you've got, you know, a massive inflation risk. There's deflation risk. There's the stock market going down risk. You've got the risk of, you know, hey, you just happen to retire. And then boom, it was, you know, financial crisis the next day. They call that a sequence of return risk. The longer you live is actually, you know, because if you, if you, you know, retire at 65 and you die at 66, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to quote Jim Cramer to plan for that. But if you end up living to 106, then now all of a sudden you have more chance of all these other things happening. Another one is interest rate risk. So if you are sitting in a portfolio that have, let's say you have a 10 year bond or even worse, a 30 year bond, let's say you've got a 30 year bond, rates go up 1%, you've got a million bucks. Now your million bucks is about $700,000, rates go up 2%. Now it's about, uh, you know, because of compounding, probably about $350,000. And yeah, you'll get your, you know, $20,000 a year in interest, but after 30 years, uh, you get your money back, uh, your money's gonna be not gonna be worth anything. So people who are being safe in bonds right now, especially long-term bonds, uh, you're really making a deal with the devil right now and you really need to know the risks that are out there. And that's, those are just only some of the risks and all these risks are gonna be exacerbated by people in government and central banks doing the worst things at the at the absolute worst time. It reminds me of that book, uh, what was the book with Ben Bernanke? It was something like uh, like hard choices or tough choices or the choice, it was some something like that. But you know, the, the tough choice would have been to let the companies go under, not to, paper things over and then ultimately have it get much, much worse. And what really makes me mad about all this is everybody thinks that, okay, well, if it wasn't for this, you know, exogenous event or the courage to act. That's the courage to act. Oh yeah. The courage to destroy millions of lives. Yeah, is that in the uh, the fiction section? I don't know. So, anyways, uh, and then this guy gets paid like three hundred thousand dollars to give speeches, and then I think where does he work now? Like the Citadel, like big hedge fund or something like that. One of those massive uh, high frequency trading firms. But yeah, this whole we are in an absolute rigged system. But you know there are ways to you know profit in a rigged system, or you know in, in these stages you're really just not even focusing on profit. It's just it's it's preservation, but it's preservation of your purchasing power is going to be the most important thing you can do. And you know a lot of things that we've talked about in the past. Uh, 
uh, you know, are things that I'd still, you know, look at doing now. And then you can, you know, use a link below to have a free 15 minute consultation. Very soon, those will not be with me. Uh, and uh, yeah, we can, we can, you know, find ways to help you out. But anyways, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, crazy, crazy times. Absolutely crazy times. Well, anyway, I really appreciate everyone joining us. We will get back to you with much more. I, I, if, if you're wondering about Epic Cash, which I mentioned earlier, which I've been really interested in lately, you can find it on the Vite wallet, V-I-T-E, that's V for Victor, V-I-T-E wallet uh, on the Apple uh, store and other places. Uh, I'm mentioning because, uh, you know, a lot of people have been talking about alternative uh, privacy coins lately, and I've been thinking about it. And, you know, uh, I've, I've looked into um, Epic Cash, and I actually think it's... Uh, a really uh, great innovation, um, especially utilizing Mimblewimble. But anyway, um, I want to get into all this much more in the future. Obviously, we got lots of videos coming uh, at you soon. But again, we are probably going to be off YouTube soon. I mean, I think they're going to delete us before November 5th. But nonetheless, I really hope you find us on the other platforms like Float, BitChute, and uh, Library, and Mines. And make sure to go there. It, it, it really takes two seconds. People were complaining recently in my last video that I did saying, well, uh, what am I supposed to do follow you on three other platforms i'm like yeah it's three platforms oh i have work to do okay well just go back every now and then check in every now and then it's three websites it's not going to take you all day to do just go to the websites we need you guys there because the fact of the matter is we have no choice they're either going to delete us off of youtube and you'll never be able to find us anywhere or we tell you go to these sites and we'll post just trailers to the full videos on those sites because that's literally the only choice we have here it's not like i get to choose this they they demonetized us completely yeah, and watch fox news and cnbc and all the stuff that they want to push down your throats and th have that all be the recommended feed because it's not only just about us it's about every single you know person that you probably watch that's not a communist is going to be taken off of here eventually and that eventually i mean the, eventually is a lot of it's already happened already happened so i don't know really what more impetus people would yeah, need to I, I know it's really it's really frustrating I put out this video and then i i've lost a bunch of subscribers for saying that i can't be on youtube anymore because they're going to kick me off right away they've already suffocated my viewership to like 1700 views to 3000 of the most per video on a channel with 147,000 subscribers when when i had a less than 100,000 subscribers i was averaging 30 to 40,000 views per video and it's not about the viewership it's about reaching people and educating people and I can't do that anymore on YouTube so we need to go elsewhere on float.app people like Dell Bigtree G. Edward Griffin Stefan Molyneux Dan Dixon Press for Truth We Are Change you know there's so many different um, channels that are on uh, obviously Sam Tripoli on, um, on, on float so I really recommend people uh, go over to float.app I did just post the new Plandemic movie on there in full uh, as it's being censored in many places, you can find it in full on the at Josh Sigurdsson um, uh, page on float.app as oh, well as at Wham. Yeah, really good um, documentary. You can uh, also find me at at Wham as well on float. Check those links below and fund us if you want. I mean, we have GoFundMe, Patreon, Subscribestar. We are completely viewer funded and depend on you guys to be able to get the truth out to the masses. So we really appreciate it. Again, all those links are below and join us at our newsletter at www.imband.com. It's really easy to do, guys. Just put in your email and it saves the future of free information. If you care about free information, you don't have to give money or anything, but like, you know, it's all about the demand of the individual. And if the individuals go to the other places because YouTube treats them badly,
and insults their intelligence by saying they, that they know better of what you should and can watch on this platform if you're watching this on YouTube, then it's really important that you go somewhere else. Float.app, BitChute, Library, Minds. Especially Float, BitChute, and Library. I'm, I'm really excited about, um, you know, I'm almost at 4,000 followers on Float. So if we can help build that up, I really appreciate all of you guys going over there. Anyway, it's been a mess uh, lately and we're trying to piece the puzzle, puzzle pieces together as best as we can, but uh, bear with us as we go through this insane time in history alongside you. So anyway, I really appreciate everyone watching. Hit that like button, like I said before, and until next time, this is Josh Eertsen and Tim Pachote signing out from World Alternative Media. Find the truth, be the change.